Hey, I'm Fred. And I'm Ed. And this is Create a Generation. Create a Generation of Hype. All right, Frederico, what's happening this week? This week we're chatting with Chopper from Cakes by Chopper, who is an OG YouTuber and has some very interesting stories. There's a lot of people that want to be a creator now because it's a stepping stone to get somewhere. And a lot of people think it's an easy job. They soon learn that it's not. <laughs> yes, it's the greatest job in the world, but there's a lot of work behind the scenes that people don't see. Hey, uh, before we get started, if you like this podcast that we've put together for you, please let us know on Apple Podcasts by leaving a review. We'd love to hear what you think about it. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Welcome back to Creative Generation. This week, we are joined by none other than Chopper from Cakes by Chopper. How you going, guys? Chopper, can you introduce yourself? Because, well, I cook it every time. <laughs> sure. Uh, my name's Chopper. I'm from Sydney. I've been a content creator for, well, actually since 2006. Um, I've done a lot of different types of content, but gained a bit of success with some cake decorating. You, Yeah, you are like OG YouTube creator, really, for, for Australian, I reckon. Like, Yeah. I actually haven't met a person who started their channel earlier than myself. Hey, you've yeah. never met a person anywhere? Anywhere. Anyway, because my I st- I opened my channel like five and a half months after YouTube was launched in America. Right, and and what did so, you what was on your channel when you first started? Oh, my first ever video was us at Christmas drinking out of a bucket. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's okay, you can laugh. I I know how bad that was. So so you didn't start with the cake destiny. It was like uh, no, I did not. Um, I actually just really, I enjoyed, um, filming my friends even before YouTube was a thing. I had a camcorder as a kid and I used to make little movies and little weird stuff. So I was always filming something and it was Christmas Eve and we decided to make a goon bucket and there was six of us all around drinking. So I was like, this is pretty funny. I'm going to put this 30 seconds up on YouTube. Right. Okay. (laughs) Did you know what that meant when you were like, you know, I know you were like, I did, but I thought, like, who's going to be interested in that? It's just a funny way I can um, show this video to my mum because all my family lives over the other side of the country. So I was like, I can just link her this. It's it's easy. Oh, my goodness. So, okay, er, that's the, that is the uh, early days of, of YouTube with Chopper, and it, it's sort of very similar to the uh, early days of YouTube, really, like the um, Be at the Zoo video isn't exactly something to... Very uh, similar. Poor quality short clip put up without thinking no real title i even think it's just called christmas drinking it's like the most basic video you've ever seen is it still up it is <laughs> um, i'll be very clear it's not on my cake channel ah uh, right, right. No. so um, so where did so, how, how did that yeah. how did you get from there to the where you are now like if you, if you've read anything of an interview i've done before you've heard the whole spiel of my friend got me into YouTube. I used to work with her and she's like, there's this whole community side. And I said, that's so dumb. Who would be a part of that? And she convinced me to do a video with her and it started getting some traction. And then she wasn't always available to film. So I was like, oh, yeah, stuff it. I'll just, I'll make my own video. And I am so nervous on camera. I was sitting there like really softly spoken I was recording on, I think it was like a 32 megabyte card. So there's so many breaks because it kept filling up. Um, And I just got addicted to that process of making something, putting it out there and getting feedback from people. 
Right. And that's that's how you got into, into the whole video game. That's how I got into YouTube, yeah. Right. And then, like, of course, I think it was just a natural progression of YouTube at the time. The response videos were a big thing. Mm. And we would honestly make a video. Someone would respond to that. Then you'd respond to theirs. And then you'd be like, oh, we can have a bit of fun with this. So you'll get a wig or you put on a character. And, of course, Americans love the Australian boganisms. <laughs> so we put out some bogan content. Uh, I dressed as a woman a few times. We were just doing like really outlandish stuff. Right. For the sake of it, just because it was fun. And you were, you know, you were going to be the, because of that, or maybe in spite of that, you were going to like be the first Australian YouTuber on, on TV because it wasn't a thing. Um, yeah, because you all remember challenge videos, right? Mm. So in this little thing, dude, come on. Well, I mean, no, I mean, they're not to the level they were. They used to be like more intense. Um, We had this little community because at the end of 2007, there was a mini meetup in, actually, no, it was a big meetup in Melbourne, first ever gathering in Australia. And you got to meet other people that were doing the same thing as you. And you think 2007, this was a weird concept to pull your camera out and film yourself or even proclaim that you're a YouTuber. It was just not normal. <laughs> um, so I think it, it gathered a certain type of people. And we got this little group together, which used to be called Aussie Tubers. And it was like we'd just get on camera every other night. It was just fun. And one of the members of that group was an American that lived or that was coming here. And being a smarty pants, he's like, oh, look, I'm Aussie too, and ate a teaspoon of Vegemite. So one of our mates responded with, oh, you think you're Aussie? I'll do two. And then another mate went, you call yourself Australian? I'll do four. Then Chopper enters the chat and goes, guess what? I'm going to do a whole jar. <laughs> And that got a lot of attention. And I got the uh, invite to go on this TV show. But there was another creator that was like, oh, I'm going to eat a jar and a bit just so I beat Chopper. (laughs) And I was like, I will not be beaten. I am going to eat two jars and time it. (laughs) Because I'm very competitive. Um, And I honestly thought, you know, like, if someone beats me, I won't be on TV and that's the coolest thing. I'll get to meet all the Big Brother cast. It's just going to be a cool thing. Um, Yeah, and then I I remember filming that video, eating the two jars and editing straight away. Vegemite's dangerous in that sort of quantity. (laughs) I can imagine. I was starting to shake. I was starting to get the sweats. Yeah, that's a tremendous amount of salt (laughs) You've ingested in that yeah, one. Well, time. yeah, I didn't think of that. I, I had a friend that's a nurse, and she's like, whatever you do, just have some yogurt that you can eat straight afterwards to try and counteract everything. And oh. she's like, you're an idiot. Don't do it. Oh. Um, so, love you. You saved my life. Um, <laughs> but one of the one of the worst things, we're going we're gonna to go into the TMI because <laughs> that's the kind of person I am. Eating Vegemite's fine. Trying to throw up warm Vegemite. Oh. It's a challenge. It's a challenge in itself. I, I honestly swear that that video nearly killed me. Oh my god, that is that is horrid. You know, I was talking on the weekend, um, and I can't even eat a tea, not even like a, a a tenth of a teaspoon of Vegemite, and I feel like gagging. And you ate two jars. Really? Yeah, I, can't. Oh, I, I still love it. Oh, I love the stuff. Just, I don't think I'd eat 
two of it straight. Matt but when your reputation's on the line, come on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, for, for the Americans who are listening, like, can you explain what Vegemite actually is so they understand it? It's a byproduct of beer that is thick like peanut butter and is very salty and very yeasty. Delicious. And you normally have it in small quantities. On yeah. Like we, Matt Tabor was out from Vsauce 2. And, and I love Matt. Own, and we know Matt, Matt's a fond listener, so he'll be listening. I hope so, Matt. Shout out, my boy. You know <laughs> we have history. And we were, chat, we were chatting about this last year, and he was saying, oh, I've got this wacky idea. But you know we want to we want to make things out of food and 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 we want this thing to float. Um, so um, but it wants it's got to be something that people would actually eat. And the idea was originally going to be Vegemite and cheese and bread, but no one would ever eat that together. And I'm like, that's like Vegemite <laughs> I have that every, like a couple times a week. You, you just said that Matt, you um, Matt's an avid listener. Oh, Matt, I met him. I met him at VidCon US. And I'd sussed because if you know me well, you know I like a drink. And I'm going from I'm just bar hopping. Well, to know that. Uh, well, <laughs> I keep it under wraps. Let's just say that. Um, and I was doing the bar hop situation because VidCon bars get pretty crowded. And I walk past Matt, and he goes, "Every time I see you, you've got a beer in your hand, and you're drinking one. How?" And I was like, "Come with me, Matt. I'll show you." <laughs> Friendship solidified. <laughs> In a roundabout way, we were talking about Vegemite, but we are actually meant to be talking about um, TV. Well, um, it was the Vegemite video that got the attention, as I was saying. And then I did the two in three minutes. Oh, that's we got sidetracked because I was telling you how about throwing it up. But let's move on from that. I relive that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I filmed that and edited that video that day. And I remember I clicked upload. It was taking forever. It was featured on the front page of YouTube 30 seconds after it was uploaded. What? Really? Yeah, because the homepage used to have a featured section of five days yeah. and they had a video that was on that for the day. Then it moved down a slot for the next day and you were there for five days. Yeah. So that got quite a bit of attention and um, that's how that story came about. And there's a lot of people that don't understand. In my cake intro, it says Chopper for the win. Yeah. Well, that actually came from that Vegemite video because I had people cheering me on saying, come on, Chopper for the win. So t- so that's why you were going to be on TV? Yes. We went and filmed it. We went out on the streets. I went out with Brie and we were feeding people Vegemite for 20 bucks. <laughs> and then we went into the studio. They got me to do the cinnamon challenge, which I spat it all over Brie by accident. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it was a really good time and yeah, it, like I'll, I'll show you the episode privately if you want to see it. <laughs> oh, definitely. Well, but what happened? Yeah. What happened? With it? Um, they canceled it the week I was supposed to air and they put on ice road truckers. So needless to say, I hate that show. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But then you'll say you're kind of like not that disappointed because. Well, I mean, really yeah. want to be Vegemite boy for the rest yeah. of your life. I mean, that's why I discontinued my old channel. Um, there was that initial buzz of you made a video to get attention, to get featured, and then that would give you more, uh, I guess, promotion, put more eyes on you. So progressively the videos just got sillier and sillier. Um, like, yeah, it was fun to do, but it wasn't content I was proud of. Right. Um, and, yeah, during this time YouTube had opened in Australia. They had their official launch. Uh, they started having partner meetings and people started making a career out of it. 
So then I sat through a couple of those and they were like, if you do X, Y, Z, you can really make something of this. So what, what was like, what made you, besides being like, okay, I love making content and getting it out there and sharing it, but it's kind of like, I'm not proud of this stuff. What made you then flip to cakes? Like why, where did, this, where did cakes come from? Like, was that? Okay. Um, so I've made cakes with my mum forever. Like since I was a little kid, um, I used to draw the patterns for her. She'd do all the baking, decorating and all that sort of stuff. So I just picked up things on the go. Part of that want to make content, I, I wanted to film a video, but I had to make a cake for one of my students because I used to be a kindy teacher. And I was like, oh, I'll just put the camera and record it and just speed it up and upload that. That'll be fine. So I did that, didn't think anything of it. Didn't really attract many comments or anything. And through these partner meetings that YouTube put on, uh, Rob Nixon was talking at the one I'm specifically talking about. And they were like, if you want to be like Rob and make this a business and make it something that you, you can build, um, make sure your content's family friendly. Can you repeat it and keep it fresh? And is it something you love doing? They were the three top tips that they gave us that night. And this is the first partner meeting that I didn't go to and see as a party. <laughs> so I was, I was paying attention. And I went home and I looked at my top three videos, oh, sorry, top five videos. Four of those were not family friendly. They were full of like, colourful language. They were inappropriate topics. And coming in at number three was the cakes. And I was like, because back then the cake video got like 40,000 views. And I, at the time, that was massive. Huge, yeah. And I was like, what? How, how has this gone unnoticed? Like, I could totally do this. Um, I'm a creative guy. I can come up with these ideas. Didn't know a thing about cake decorating in a serious sense. I'd never even touched fondant at that time. So it was quite a ballsy act to go, I'm just going to dump this and become a cake decorator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was under heavy guidance from Rob Nixon, who you guys know. And um, yeah, shout out to Rob from that's Nico's Kitchen. If you, he's a he is my YouTube idol. That man is a genius. That man is a great bloke. Can't speak highly enough of him. He's yeah, he's a great creator, and and, and he has a lot of time for helping other others as well on the platform. So funny you say that, <clears throat> because do you want a scoop that I haven't? I've told friends, close friends, but I've never told people publicly. Do you want to tell scoop? the world? I love a scoop. Okay. So me thinking that the boganisms and the whole Aussie bloke thing was kind of funny, I was going to start my cake channel and call it Bitches Love Cake. And I made the branding up. I got all excited about it. I sent it off to Rob and I was like, check out this, bro. This is funny. And he's like, chop, no. I'm not letting you, no. Just outright, no, don't do that. And I was like, oh, what am I going to call it? <laughs> oh, cakes my chopper. It's not that. What it couldn't be anything else? I mean, yeah, he strongly advised me not to do it, and I was like, oh, "Man, this would be so funny. I can just get drunk and make cakes." And I'm so glad he was my YouTube angel. Stepped in and said, "Do not do that. Be responsible." <laughs> so, was that after the uh, uh, the advice for your content to be family friendly? Um, yes. <laughs> Was a scoop I did not expect to hear. I didn't expect to tell that. <laughs> please don't, please do not let that be the heading. <laughs> no, no, don't worry. No, 
So where to from there? <laughs> where indeed, yeah. So how did you, um, okay? How did you get from there? To, then cake. Obviously, you had no background in, in real cake making. You're not you're not a chef or a pastry person. So how did you go from there to like doing like full on cake videos? Well, I mean, as you can see around my thing, I'm a massive into pop culture and '80s cartoons and all that sort of stuff. Being a kindy teacher, I also had a finger on the pulse of what kids wanted. Um, and the first three cakes that I made for videos were for students. And the first one I made was the Death Star cake, and I gave it to a little kid for his birthday, and he goes, chop, it looks great, but it didn't taste very good. (laughs) So I was like, oh, damn, I I really need to pick up my game and make this better. And it was actually the third video, which was Spider-Man, that I made for a little girl. I posted that, and it did nothing for, like, three months. And then all of a sudden it started gaining like 1,000 views a day, then 2,000, then 4,000, then 10,000, and it's currently at 41 million. Yeah, and so, again, I was from the nine months from the day I posted my first video, I quit my job and became a full-time YouTuber. That's pretty cool. But but you didn't have kids to... um make cakes for and critique you any so how did you then... at that time i'd been a teacher for 18 years actually hold on for 13 years i shouldn't but yeah I, I had a pretty good idea of what was popular and i've got nieces and nephews and there's people that comment and like make this make this so you've always got your finger on the pulse so from there uh spider-man then you just started making cakes and your channel grew from there uh well i was still teaching at the time and i was working pretty much an 11 hour day but I worked at a centre really close to my house, so I was I, I sleep very little, uh, always have, and so I'd go to work, do the 11-hour day, come home, then I'd film something and edit a bit, then repeat that process. Um, so I was, I was juggling the two. That's why I put out only a couple of things. And then when Spider-Man started to take off, it was like, you should really pay attention to this a little bit. So I put more effort in. Right. And how did the channel grow from there? Was it like a slow start or? <clears throat> well, when I say I put more effort in, I thought it would be great to travel around and have people in my videos and collaborate because I did have a good handful of friends. Um, and me being me, managed that very poorly. I, I actually travelled around Australia for a year solid. I was home about three weeks out of the year. Just staying at YouTubers' houses staying with friends, staying with family, making a cake here and there, doing the whole collaboration thing. Um, Yeah, I had a great year. But in retrospect, I should have stayed back, built a studio and managed it a little bit better. Right. And, like, how fast did the channel grow? Like, how did you... Uh, Ah, that's interesting. I actually speak to a lot of people about this. When you're starting a channel, it's a good idea to have a clear direction of what you're putting out there. Because when I set the cake channel up, it was not set up for subscription. Like I know that's the whole thing, get everyone to subscribe, blah, 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 blah. But I literally provide a service. So someone who comes to me for a Little Mermaid cake isn't going to want a Power Rangers or a Ninja Turtle. Um, So it was very much they came for one video, they got what they needed, they left. There was no incentive to subscribe or follow the journey it was just stock standard 
Um, and that's something that I've slowly started to steer the channel towards, like come back and see what I do next. And, but initially it was like I wasn't worried about subscribers because I was doing so well with views. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I've got 15 videos at well over a million. So it was more just what's going to trend? What are people searching for? Uh, no, I never paid attention to trends. Right. I was just like, I was that stubborn guy. I was like, I'm going to make this because I like it. Um, and that, that really helped in some ways, like putting out, my demographic is very much around my age. Um, it's like I've got a broad demographic, don't get me wrong, but the strongest one is 35 to 40. And I think that's because of the content I've put out, like mainly 80s stuff. I made Gizmo. Like I just did that randomly because my mum's a fan of Gizmo. Um and inspiration would come from the weirdest places. Like you can see I love Transformers. I was scouring through the internet one night, read up about Peter Cullen, found out he was the voice of Eeyore. And then I was like, that's not true. So I looked into it more and I was like, it actually is true. So I was like, tomorrow I'm going to make an Eeyore cake. And that was a really successful cake too. So is, is the Spider-Man one still the most popular video? Oh, by far. And I think it's like it was just a really lucky choice, I think, because they had what three movies, two stage shows, cartoon releases. Um, like there's been all these little tentpole events that have just kept it kicking along, yeah. And not, not to cut it down, like it at the time it was a great cake, it was quick, it was easy, it looked good for the time (laughs) because I look at it now and I'm like, I cannot believe you uploaded that. (laughs) Chubby, you're one of the, 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 you know, few people probably who who have really been through old YouTube and, and now new YouTube or whatever you want to call YouTube now, like, and they're very, very different and you've got all this different content out there. How do you like it? If say that video wasn't getting astronomical views still, how would you feel about it? Like, um, I, I actually stress. really, I do really like it because actually coming up next year, it'll be 10 years since Spider-Man was posted. Right. Um, so September next year. Yeah. And I like to look back on it because I'm a very different decorator than I was back then. Um, so it's nice to see the cakes that I have done that are like very basic. And I've had no training. I haven't went and sourced anything. I've just sort of picked it up by trial and error. Um, and the, one of the coolest parts is I've met professional cake decorators who have told me I've taught them stuff. <laughs> like that blows my mind. Um, Jeff from Ace of Cakes, I got the opportunity to film with them in Baltimore and he's like, oh, you taught me this and I didn't know that was a thing. And I was like, wait a minute, just make sure your mic's on. What did you say? I taught you that? And that was just through trial and error. So there's uh, so once you started, you just kept you just taught yourself. There was no, you know, uh, any place you learned how to do it. Yeah, I see that, and that's one of the things. I've got a friend. Shout out to Cass. Um, she's a cake decorator YouTuber in America, and she she put it down to she loved watching my videos because I wasn't a decorator. I wasn't afraid to try things. I didn't know any better, and sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't. So she's like, the way you approach things, you didn't just have that block up saying no, that will not work. So you're like, I'm going to do it. And when it works, people are like, oh, that works too. I'll do that. So is cake, are you passionate about cake or you just happen to just fall into the cake rut? Another scoop. <laughs> I'm letting it all go today. Um, <laughs> I do not like cake. 
I don't eat cake. I don't like cake. I don't like the texture of it. I like the smell of it. Uh, it's actually funny because uh, we were talking to Rosie from uh, Rosie Dessert Spot. I love Rosie too. I I don't think she dislikes cake. In fact, I think, you know, she likes what she does. But after making so many cakes, she doesn't know Mm -hmm. what to do with all the cakes. (laughs) That's the main thing. I guess, what do you do do with all the cakes when you're done with them? Uh, We don't talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) I put it out there once that I chucked them all out. Yeah. And I got a lot of flack. But what people don't understand is we have certain laws in Australia. If you are making cakes and you're going to give them to people, you need to have um, public liability insurance. You need to have a commercial kitchen. You need to have inspections. Right. Um, and, like, if put yourself in a business because people are like, oh, donate them to churches, donate them to soccer clubs. If you had a random person come up and go, hey, I made this cake for you. Do you want it? Would you eat it? No. No. Okay, so you don't you don't really like cake. I mean, do you like decorating it though? Do you do enjoy the? I do, part? I do. To me, it's very much an art medium. Yeah, and that's how I approach it. Yeah. Um, because I mean, the stuff I make it, it's not meant to look like cake. I I want the character realism. Um, so I do see it as more of a sculpting art sort of exercise. Hey, Chopper, shifting gears massively, but still in the same same world, obviously. You mentioned way back at the start of the conversation, we we're getting into into YouTube, like um, someone mentioned to you the community side of all this, and you yeah. were kind of like, uh, you, I think you said something like you laughed at it, or is, or why would people I did. I actually made like, fun of it. You are like Mr. YouTube community, and that's kind of like why, like when you said you haven't met anyone who has had a channel as old as yours or started youtubing as in australia that is in australia and then yeah. because you've met a thousands crap ton of creators both here and and, and across the world because you are like, it, i think that comes down to community guy into, into this youtube community in this creator community um, yeah i mean to explain... which where did that come from i, I was going to say like i think it comes from starting out and then finding people that do things differently to you. And I'm constantly surprised by what people can do and what they put on YouTube. Um, I, I just think it's fascinating. I met a woman who shows you how to clean your house. There's a guy that stitches little characters that are in my background. Um, I'm just fascinated by creative people and their processes. So it, it didn't really become about YouTube itself. But then once you get involved in it and you start meeting other creators and like Damie Lou you had on the show, she's, I met her through YouTube. She's now one of my best friends. I'm her biggest fan. I love watching how she works. I love her voice. It's just lucky that we clicked and we met at a gathering. And it's those sort of things that just connecting with people that are what I'd say my kind of people, my tribe. That's awesome. Because if anyone's been to any VidCon, I think anywhere, but definitely in the US or Australia. I, uh, Even like I went to London too. In the London, right? There yeah. you go. Like um, I'd be like, they've probably come across you almost, Chopper, mm. um, and you are like living it when you're at these things. You are like VidCon is my Christmas. <laughs> yeah, honestly, <laughs> like of going. <laughs> no, <laughs> I feel very seen right now. Can I leave? <laughs> um. I watched VidCon start when the first five happen, 
like they happened to meet up in, in that basement. And then I watched it progressively get bigger and I always wanted to go. And then the first time we went, just by chance, we knew Smosh Games. Mm-hmm. And they gave us uh, a little, like, these guys are all right, a little nod. <laughs> so we got into a room and met more people. And then the, every time we went back, the experience got better and better. And because like, I didn't go till 2015. So I'd been watching YouTube for eight years, maybe. Is that my math? <laughs> Long time. Yeah. So I walk into a room and there's Mamrie Hart, there's Philip DeFranco, there's Fred. These are people I've watched from where to go. I just love that, being able to have a conversation with them because I never thought I would get the chance to, to meet them or even talk to them or, you know, bring up something. So, and then now that when you, you go to VidCon, you're kind of like, you're, you're part of that. Do you still feel that? buzz of meeting every single time (laughs) every single time it's been pretty hard not having it this year um because i mean we did five years in the last five years we've done 11 vidcons wow wow yeah when you say we is it the same crew um matthew mckenna he we oh see if you talk about australian youtube community it was pretty tight for a while then we had an incident regarding a shifty creator and it sort of disbanded and then matt and i were like let's let's get this back together let's get this happening again and that's why we're always pushing for this community things we started the australian youtubers facebook group um matt actually started it and then asked me to help out and we just want to get people together and just rebuild that community which i'm glad to say we have kind of done quite well Definitely. Yeah. And that, that is like you guys, that Australian YouTubers Facebook group, that community, that's not insignificant. It's quite, quite, quite a big community now in terms of. We never really thought about it too much until recently. And we sort of started taking it a bit more serious. Like we liked having everyone in there, but we're like, you know, this is unlike any other YouTube page. Um, I think because of the way we manage it, we try and encourage people to like use it as a, a resource or a hub, not so much just a dump your video and go. Mm. Cause you can, you can do that if the admins will delete it or no one will pay attention to it. Cause it's not that kind of group. Mm. And a lot, there's a lot of self policing in there. It's, it's one of my favorite things that we've, we've done. That's awesome. Cause there's about what? 6,000. Yeah. It's approaching six. And yeah. you, know, you look around the world. I, I don't know of any other YouTube. There people. isn't one. Uh, and with your experience with creators all across the world and, and big, small, you know, all these different types of content and genres, what, like, what is, do you, you know, what's your, what do you, what's your take on all that? Like, why, why is, is there a universal thing that is binding everyone together? Um, I think that has shifted. Uh, and that's, purely just my observation of it. There's a lot of people that want to be a creator now because it's a stepping stone to get somewhere. And a lot of people think it's an easy job, which they soon learn that it's not. (laughs) Yes, it's the greatest job in the world, but there's a lot of work behind the scenes that people don't see. So I think we've got a very mixed group of creators now, whereas back in the day it was more someone who just had something cool to share that they loved not necessarily 
Whether, let me state that clearly, like whether it be their personality, um, some sort of talent, some sort of storytelling ability, they had some kind of niche about them. And now it's, there's a lot of creators that jump on what's good. There's a lot of copycat creators that I notice. So it's, it's definitely changed the level of type of creator. And, I mean, who wouldn't want to be on, in on it? I don't blame them one bit. Like, it's, it's a very cool place to be in. Well, I mean, obviously you've had a very interesting journey because you've been around on the platform for such a long time. Um, is there any, like, series of tips you can give upcoming creators? Like, is there a top three tips you have for emerging creators? Uh, yeah, don't. <laughs> no, that's my favorite. I get asked that question a lot, and that's my favorite response. Um, no, I think it's gen- genuinely be true to yourself. It's the, the old cliche things. Be passionate about it. Use those tips that I was given. Is it family friendly? Is it something you can repeat over and over and keep it fresh? Is it something that you want to be a part of? I, I, actually, the biggest bit of advice, don't compare yourself to others. That's a creator's biggest downfall, I think. Yeah, I mean, we see that a lot. We see that a lot. A lot of creators say, "Oh, you know, I did this the same as like a Casey Neistat or someone else," and you're like, "Well, one is you're not like them. Two, you shouldn't really copy them." And with audiences that big, they have almost a different set of rules applied to them in, in many ways. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and like it's it's one of those things of why would you want to watch a copy of someone who's already doing it great? Exactly. So what do you bring to the table? What do you step it up in? It can be something as simple as editing. Change the way you edit. Make it new, make it interesting, and believe in it. Chopper, one, like, I know we said one last thing, but one last, <laughs> one, last one last thing. And it's it kind of reflecting on, on what you just said about, you know, don't compare yourself to others. And starting off on YouTube now is very different to when you very, very first started, and, and it can take, take a while. But what... What sort of success should people be looking for? Or what should they be looking to measure themselves against? Maybe not looking at um, views and, and subscriber count. Like, how do they? Yeah, see, I would say if you're looking for success, seriously, don't do it. It's not worth that. What you should be looking for is to make something to the best of your ability and be proud of it. Because that, that shit's infectious. I look at people that I've seen grow from 50 subs to well over millions now. Um, And it's because they just believed in what they did. They were passionate about what they did. The reason I brought up the whole, you know, don't compare yourself. I I made a minion cake once, but for a good six months when the minions were popular, um, Anne from How to Cook That had made a standing minion cake. And people were like, please do a minion, please do a minion. I'm like, no, Anne's done it. It's fine. It's great. Go watch her video. Well, I don't need to do it. And I had uh, tea with Anne and I was telling this story how I keep getting bugged to make it. And she's like, Chopper, why aren't you making it? You'll make it differently to me. And then something snapped. I was like, I didn't want to make something and have it compared to hers. But I, what I need to do is make it my way. How would Chopper make that? And I, I remade the minion cake millions of views and it's it's a different style to hers it it held up because it was something that was very my style and that that is brilliant we cannot top that (laughs) no we can't i reckon that's everything everyone needs to hear that is exactly right be true to yourself do it your way 
absolutely mate thanks so much for joining us and uh, yeah it's been a fun one and hopefully we'll chat soon thanks have a good one